Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Today's Today's reading comes from the 18th chapter of Matthew, beginning with the first verse. At the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed a child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Here ends the reading. Well, this morning is CYF Sunday, so obviously things feel and look a little bit different. Um, But also, our text this morning is kind of this unique, um, kind of out of place story. So if you read the gospel, it doesn't really fit. So there's the first question that kind of opens our story. And it's the disciples kind of talking amongst themselves, and there's a little bit of a disagreement going on. And this question comes up, and they look to Jesus and say, well, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? This question, now, these disciples have traveled with Jesus for a long time. They've seen Jesus perform miracles, heal people, say, oh, you know, this thing about being humble, that's really what you should be doing. And This is kind of an adventures and missing the point moment in the lives of the disciples. And we're kind of stuck with this question that feels really, well, almost out of place. And so Jesus does what Jesus does. And instead of giving them a straight answer like, no, here you go, he grabs a child out of the crowd and he brings it in the middle of this group and says, well, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. You see, Jesus uses a small child to illustrate what greatness really looks like. And I kind of like that because it's uncomfortable. It's a little unsettling. Like, huh, I think there's some lessons that I need to learn. And so thinking about this question all week and kind of pondering and wondering, after um, about 20 years in youth and family ministry, I've kind of settled on three kind of absolute truths in the lives of kids. And I wanted to share a little bit about what that means. And so here's the first one. Kids bring their whole authentic self into any situation. Kids bring their whole authentic self into any situation. Now, I think at one point or another, I can pretty sure say that almost all of experienced the kids throwing a aisle at whether they were your own kids or you saw somebody else's kids doing it. Or, for instance, if you've ever sat in church and you've had a small baby start giggling and smiling and faces at you, 
I'm pretty sure you were doing it back and kind of getting something going there, right? But kids come just as they are. Well, here's another example of that. This week, on Tuesday, I got a phone call from uh, my son's, my youngest son's elementary school. Now, Clayton is five, just turned uh, five here, and is headed into to kindergarten. And so this is a whole new experience for him. But I got a call from the school nurse. Probably wonder where this is going. Clayton decided it would be fun to fall off a chair. And in the process, he smacked his eyelid on a table. Yeah, right? So he cracked it pretty good. And so the nurse said, well, I think you need to come and get him. And so I did the panic, you know, dad driving. And I ran and I raced over and I walked over and the nurse came with Clayton. And now I could tell by the moment I saw him, Clayton was holding it together pretty good. He is, he's kind of our tough as nails, stubborn kind of child, but he's holding it together. And the nurse said, well, you know, just so you know, I think he's going to need stitches. Lost it. He was holding that moment, and he absolutely loved it. And he's trying to figure out what happened, what do I do, and what are stitches? He's never had them before. But it's a scary word when a nurse throws that word out at you. And so we were kind of struggling with this idea. Well, so I took Clayton to the, to the urgent care. And shortly thereafter, he got his head glued back together. So no stitches, thankfully. But in true Clayton fashion, we had to go to lunch after that. And Clayton ate and was full of laughter and joys and smiles and everything, as if nothing happened. But here's the funny part. When Clayton went back to school about an hour after his getting his eye, eye, uh, eyelid uh, glued shut, he went back to his classroom, and what Clayton does pretty well, he walked in, he said, hey, look at this, I got a, I got a scar, and he proceeded to lecture his class for a good five minutes on making sure all four legs of your chair stay firmly on the ground. Yep, that's my kid. He takes after his dad. He's, he's kind of one of those teacher kind of kids. But that myriad of emotions that came in that 20-minute uh, span with me from happy to all together to sad to tears and then spread out through that entire couple of hours, he was truly himself. You see, everything that he experienced and he knew had in that moment was truly him. There was no kind of beating around the bush. There was no anything other than his authentic self coming out. You see, little kids don't attempt to change who they are. They come unmasked and authentic. They come fully as themselves. And I think it's something that we lose sight of when we get older, a little bit wiser in years. And I think as we go through the trials of life, we put our guard up as to show that mm, I have it all together. But really, it makes us wonder how often do we come as our authentic selves. Number two, there's been this uh, story floating around that shows that kids have a way of showing what it means to accept others. This image is of two little boys who one day decided that they were going to trick their teacher. They were bound and determined to do so. You see, both boys 
decided they were going to get matching haircuts, exactly the same, because their teacher couldn't tell them apart if they had matching haircuts. They were pretty convinced about this. What we miss, for those of you in person today, is the two boys. One is Caucasian, and one is African-American. There was no difference to those boys. They came in this idea that we learn to accept each other by what we have in common, not what makes us different. It's what unites us as people that helps us learn to accept one another. For the boys, it was a haircut, or for some of us playing on a playground, it's seeing value and importance in others and simply leaving it at that. To accept is to see the value of others. Love more abundantly. I think I've shared this times since I've been staff at Elk River Lutheran. My dad is one of the most stoic men I think I've ever seen. In the fact that I think I probably have two or three pictures of my dad smiling in my life. Uh, my dad just didn't do it. He always kind of had this weird, straight smirk, uh, but never smile. Her teeth kind of out of That held my kids for the first time was the moment I saw what love really looks like. I can remember very vividly this image of my dad with a big, Grin, smile. Every time, every time he sees my kids, he does the same thing. Smile, and he reacts out of love for those kids. It's something that I hope, and uh, we understand that what love looks like is a little bit unsettling. It shakes us to our core. Jesus's invitation to take on the lowly child isn't a negative thing. It's a reminder that kids bring the best community. Help us learn how to play like you're seeing today at worship. They help us to be our fully uh, formed, authentic selves, sometimes warts and all. They teach us to accept people and love more abundantly, and not for any other reason than because that's what God created us to be. So. The disciples had that question at the very beginning, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And it led me to a series of other questions. What would a community of faith look like with more childlike faith? How would it move us to love differently or accept people as they are? Or what would happen if we came together as our full authentic selves? What kind of difference would that make in our community and world if we learn to live authentically, to accept people as they are, and to love more abundantly? How would that shape our world? Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.